It's open season. Greetings, everyone. Another fun and exciting week of the Open Season Podcast is upon us. I want to get uh, get things going right away. I have a very special guest on the line, uh, Mr. David Ward, Director with the National Association of Former Border Patrol Agents. Uh, David, are you with me? Yes, I am. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Oh, just fine and dandy. Uh, weather's finally... Uh, Looking good here in New York, so got a chance to enjoy the weather today. Uh, overall, it's been uh, been pretty crappy, but I'm excited to have you on, and uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the last minute, uh, I guess, move by you. That you emailed me in the daytime. I had a guest that canceled, so I'm uh, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, I want to get started with the interview. So talk to me about uh, and, and the listeners the tasks as a director with the National Association of Former Border Patrol Agents. What are some of the tasks involved? Well, we're an advocacy group of uh, retired Border Patrol officers uh, that have served in positions of commissioner, chiefs, agents in charge, um, and uh, and as such. And our primary mission is to get the word out about what is uh, facing this country as far as secure borders and immigration enforcement. In turn, we also uh, advocate through the Senate and Congress uh, various uh, law enforcement measures to address those security problems that we're facing as a nation. In addition, we also are in direct contact with our active duty agents on a day-to-day basis to see and to find out exactly what they are facing uh, as far as their job descriptions in enforcing immigration law. All right, so this year's uh presidential election is like no other. Uh, we've seen the likes of Donald Trump basically come out of nowhere and uh, and just take the Republican nominee. Now, Donald Trump's main uh, talking point from day number one was uh, immigration, securing the borders. And what he's run off of and what he keeps saying and everybody keeps repeating, what are we going to do? We're going to build a wall. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. Now, aside from who's paying for this wall, uh, is it a logical way to secure our border? Does it really work? Well, actually, uh, Donald Trump is one of the only ones that actually stepped up to the plate and started uh, expressing the dissatisfaction that the citizens of this country have with our immigration laws and our border security. Now, the wall is a feel-good term. It's not actually a wall per se. In fact, in 2006, the Secure Border Initiative was authorized by Congress and signed by the president. In addition to the Secure Fence Act. The funding was put in place for a three-tier fence on the entire southern uh, U.S.-Mexico border. That's over 1,950 miles of border. However, what has happened is only 
14 miles of that border was actually built by the specifications from 2006. Why is that? The lack of willpower of our political uh, denigods that we have in the Congress and Senate and at, and at the White House. And that is why Donald Trump has hit such a nerve uh, in this country regarding immigration enforcement in our border. He knows, because he's listening to the people in the field and to us and to other organizations around the country regarding our national security. And he seems to be the one person that is unlike anybody else that's actually talking about it and mentioning that he's going to do something about it. Right. And, and it's amazing how um, how Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio sort of, uh, once they seen the poll numbers, they kind of thought Donald Trump was a joke. And then once they seen the poll numbers jumped, it looked like they tried to get behind uh, the same issues that uh, Trump was talking about. But that's neither here or there. I, I want to keep the, the discussion solely to uh, border control. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is how easy it is to, to come into this country. Someone with your expertise, what have you seen? Can you explain to the people uh, how easy it actually is for illegals to come into this country? It's incredibly easy. Uh, what I mentioned earlier, there were 14 miles of the three-tier fence built, and that's in the, uh, the area of San Diego. The rest of the uh, fence along the border consists of either 300 miles of pedestrian fence, that's just a tall screen wire, or 300 miles of vehicle barrier. That's just a barrier to keep vehicles out. It doesn't keep people out, but it keeps vehicles out. The rest of it's wide open. Now, we have the entire southern border is controlled by the drug cartels in Mexico. They decide who comes and goes across that border from Mexico. As your uh, listeners will note, we have an extreme problem with illegal uh, narcotics coming into the, into the United States, primarily heroin and methamphetamine. Matter of fact, we have such an abundance about it, it is dirt cheap because it gets across the border so easily. But the other thing that people have to understand, more than 50% of the illegal aliens in the United States come through our ports of entry. Those are our international airports all over the United States, through our ports uh, at the borders. Those are illegal aliens that nobody's paying attention to, and yet they are the greatest number coming in because they come in on a non-immigrant visa once they get here, they violate their status, and then they stay in the United States because there is no way to track them. And that's another thing that we're advocating, is that everybody that comes into the United States, that's a foreign national, should be thoroughly vetted, and then they need to be tracked until the day they leave. And that's well, not being done. Well, that's the interesting thing. Uh, people don't really realize how many illegals are actually in this country. Uh, we've heard numbers somewhere around 9 million, 10 million but the, what I keep hearing is that basically we stopped counting in like 1998. Number one, is that true? And if you had to take a guess, how many illegals are there in this country today? Okay, the number that uh, shows frequently the 9 to 12 million is from 1986. That was during the first amnesty we, we had in many, many years was in 1986 through President Reagan. The number that was thrown around was 9 to 12 million. Now, since then, the number has increased exponentially. Our estimates are well over 20, probably 30 million illegal aliens in the United States. Oh, my goodness. And it's just going to keep going up. I mean, if we don't, if we don't get a handle on it quickly, um, it, the number has to grow exponentially through the years. And it's, uh, well, it, it's, it's crazy because how can an issue like this 
uh, just be pushed along as a, as a racism thing or a, a xenophobia type thing. Uh, this is a, is a serious issue. And I think some of the issues that uh, you wanted to discuss with me are the economic ramifications. Uh, can you get into depth about what this does for schools, okay. for the national debt, for health care, for employment? If there's one, one topic that affects our national economy, our medical services, our schools, our education, our uh, government entitlements, there's only one that's immigration. Of all the other things that they could throw at us, immigration encompasses all of that. And we spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year addressing that. Take schools, for instance. We have an um, unsecured flow of illegal alien kids coming through our borders. Once they get across our borders, they are uh, marginally processed, and then they shipped out throughout the country to our public schools without the benefit of a medical background check. A lot of these kids are carrying exotic diseases that we hadn't had in this country for years, such as TB, typhoid, um, and these other uh, uh, diseases that are out there, including leprosy that we came across many times during our uh, apprehending of these illegal aliens. So you have that instance. Now, when I say illegal alien, there's 196 different countries in this world. So it's not just Mexico. It's from all over the world that do come through our southern border. And once they get into the United States, then you have not only the education factor, we have a language factor. So all these kids have to learn that they're, they're, group, they're allowed to go to our schools that we have to pay for, but they have to be taught in their language. So you hear these uh, um, statements of, as uh, English as a second language. Now start adding that up. Besides Spanish, Croatian, Farsi, Chinese, all these different languages, we are responsible for finding and hiring people to teach. Right. And, and, and that's amazing because people don't also realize what it's doing to the job market as well. Uh, jobs that yeah, I know it's easy to say, oh, American kids don't want these jobs, but they're not even able to take uh, those low level jobs jobs they're not able to to go and, and uh, mow the neighbor's lawn or they're not able to get like these intern construction jobs where they're sweeping up the i mean these were jobs that you know i'm 26 years old i'm kind of young but i know from my grandfather from my family from my father that these were the type of jobs that kids build uh futures off of now it just seems that these illegals are coming in they're taking these jobs at at below minimum wage it's cash uh do you really see a problem and do you think that American kids, if uh, the illegal immigration problem was, I guess, solved, do you think American kids would start taking uh, these jobs back? Oh, my gosh, yes. Listen, I grew up through this. I mean, uh, my, my family, my, my brothers and sisters, all, all of us in our era worked at these minimum wage jobs. That was where you were taught the ethics of working, how to show up for work on time. You were going to get a paycheck for doing a, uh, a full day's labor. That's a, that was a training ground for kids, these minimum wage jobs at McDonald's and all. Those have been taken away. They have nothing now. They have no jobs to go to because they're competing against adults or illegal aliens for these jobs. Now, you, you put 30 million people into the workforce that are here illegally, and take a look at all the citizens of this country that either have given up looking for work, are unemployed, or can't find a job. What has that done to those people and their families because of illegal aliens and because of our politicians refusing to do the job they've been tasked to do? 
They all took an oath. Every single politician took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States and the laws of the United States. Yet Title VIII of the U.S. Code is thrown aside by these same politicians, including the president. In fact, our current administration has orchestrated a political form of anarchy involving foreign nationals. Look at the look at the protests going around the country, and you're seeing Mexican flags at protests against Donald Trump, against uh, other politicians as well. If you did that in a foreign country with a U.S. flag. You would be thrown in jail if you were lucky. Right. There's nothing uh, that shows you're happy to be in this country like burning our flag. Um, the hypocrisy <laughs> is just ridiculous. Um, Absolutely. Now, th there's a couple of people that listen to my show that are uh, a liberal. And what they throw at me all the time is when I when I bring up this issue that it's uh, Donald Trump is racist against Mexicans. Can you please confirm as an expert that Donald Trump does not want to kick out all the Mexicans? He wants to basically, uh, is there also going to be a mass deportation? Because that's that's sort of one of the issues that people keep bringing up also. But can you please no. re reassure the people that the legal Mexicans are okay? There is not going to be a mass roundup of people. That would be one impossible. But if you enforce the law that we have, People would go back on their own. In other words, deportation by attrition. If you shut down all these things that the people have, uh, illegal aliens have grasped onto as though they are entitled to it, which they're not, you take those things away. The education, medical care except for emergency care, the government entitlements, the housing, and all these other things, you stop that and reserve that strictly for immigrants, and U.S. citizens, we are illegal alien population will drop. Right. And, and people really don't understand how important it is. It may sound selfish, uh, but Donald Trump's notion of let's take care of ourselves is extremely important. And uh, and, and I guess the last question I wanted to ask is, uh, is Donald Trump a nut or is this uh, is this plan that he has in place for border security actually going to work uh, based on what you've seen and what you heard? No, I don't think he's a nut at all. I think what he's trying to do is get a point across that he's hearing a resounding cry from people from around this country to do something about our border. His way about doing it may or may not work. I'm not sure. But if we do uh, increase our border security, put that three-tier fence along the entire border as it was allowed, as it was uh, mandated back in 2006, Increase the number of ICE agents in the interior. There's only 4,000 immigration agents that work the entire inside of the United States and 20,000 border patrol agents along the border. That's insane. You can't enforce law like that. The other thing we have to go over is after is sanctuary cities. And every single politician who entices the sanctuary city movement, entices illegal aliens to come to their cities, should be criminally charged under 8 U.S.C. 1373 uh, and 1324. Now, for the, for, for, the, for the novice people, uh, can you basically explain what a sanctuary city is? Sanctuary city is where uh, the local government and the local police have decided they will not cooperate with immigration agents, even though they have people in custody that are illegally in the United States for uh, committing criminal violations. By law, they are supposed to contact ICE once their uh, term of jail time is up 
ISIS to go and pick them up and deport them. But that's not what's happening in the sanctuary cities. Matter of fact, here, here's, a, here's a something your, your listeners can do. If they got a map, and the DEA has this map, the DEA has a map of all the cities in the United States that are controlled by Mexican drug cartels or transnational cartels. If they got that map and overlaid it on a map of all the sanctuary cities in the United States, they're one in the same. Interesting. And the reason being is that sanctuary cities have permitted proliferation of illegal aliens setting up shop in their cities, knowing that nobody will do a damn thing about it, and they can operate with impunity. Well, David, I think at this point, uh, we hope and we, uh, I guess, pray that Donald Trump does get nominated into office. I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I think even by his campaign, at least bringing up the issues and bringing it to the forefront and making it one of the main topics is a, is a great start. Uh, I think people are really coming around to him. And, and I mean, we could tell, I mean, he won the GOP uh, nominee without any backing from the Republican Party. Uh, so that's a big start. Uh, I thank you for coming on. Uh, and I think this uh, hopefully will open the eyes and ears of a lot of my listeners who don't quite understand how important uh, border security is. Uh, at this time, do you have anything to uh, to plug? Are we going to be seeing you anywhere soon? I know you were on uh, you were on Fox a couple times, and you were on Tommy Lauren's show, who is absolutely amazing. I uh, I tell all my listeners all the time to listen to people like Tommy Lauren, Ben Shapiro, uh, Stephen Crowder. So, uh, what do you have to plug? Well, those uh, shows for sure. Tommy Lauren is an absolute gem, and uh, uh, you know Fox when they when they want to talk about immigration, something to listen to. I don't have a plug per se, except for your listeners can go to NAFPPO, that's a National Association for Border Patrol Officers, .org. And uh, we have a website there that gives you a, a rundown of what we're up to and all. But uh, on the most part, we're out in the field trying to do the best we can to bring all this to light and uh, get the people energized and understanding on how dire the illegal alien problem is in this country due to uh, corruption. And that's what it boils down to. We have corrupt politicians that are allowing this to happen. David Ward, I thank you very much. Uh, I'd love for you to come back on and maybe uh, take this a little bit more in debt as the election cycle gets closer. Hopefully when Trump wins, we can talk about what a great job he's doing. <laughs> Sounds fine to me, Sam. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And there goes David Ward. Border security, man. Extremely important. And that's someone who can uh, can really understand and you can uh, you can take the word as gospel. That's David Ward. Like I said, he was on Tommy Lauren's show. Um, yeah. So let's uh, I, I guess let's get into the show. I have a couple topics that I uh, that I wanted to cover. Pull them up on my screen here. Oh, Loretta, we'll get to you. First issue. This is not surprising in, in any stretch, but uh, did Facebook bury conservative news? Ex-staffers say yes. Uh, this is part of the problem I have with liberal media is they are simply trying to brainwash people. 
Uh, Mark Zuckerberg being one of those people. Mark Zuckerberg was someone a couple months that basically said, we have to fight ISIS with love. Uh, I think he's tremendously confused on the issues with ISIS and what they bring to the table. Uh, there is no love. They are beheading people. They are suicide bombers. And this goes to show you that what control Zuckerberg has and the brainwashing. I mean, there's enough brainwashing uh, with MSNBC and the liberal media already. And now basically curtailing any conservative news is uh, is what Zuckerberg's agenda is. And uh, I think since this happened, uh, Zuckerberg and some staffers said that this is not true. But I mean, staffers who used to work for Facebook came out and simply said it was. Uh, and now this is what it means. This right here is called the trending item. And that was that's uh, kind of new to Facebook. Uh, not not maybe the last three or four months, I think. Uh, just it's like Twitter. Twitter has they basically ripped the idea from Twitter. But uh, as you're scrolling through Facebook on the right side, this stays up all the time. And you can see some of the trending topics right now. Elizabeth Warren, uh, the quote unquote Indian, I guess, uh, Coney Island Hospital and Activision. What would happen was when Trump would be trending, it just wouldn't show up. They would replace it with Hillary Clinton or something. Uh, so this this stuff like this just needs to be brought to the forefront and just shown how corrupt uh, the liberal media is. And uh, I mean, listen. If you want to go find conservative news or if you want to find, uh, I guess, bipartisan news, just just turn on TV. Go to something like Fox. I'm kidding, of course, being sarcastic. But, um, yeah, so Facebook basically masking all conservative news. Uh, it's funny. I mean, this election cycle, we've seen such big, huge rallies from Donald Trump and the protests, yet his name is never on there. And uh, now we understand why. But I want to get into my uh, my next topic with Oregon State University. Doesn't get much better than this. They will force students, incoming students, to take social justice training. Where are we going to draw the line? Now, what I you know how there's these uh, safe spaces per se, and uh, and this is what happened with the chalking and all the Trump students. Uh, all the students that saw Trump 2016 had to go into their safe spaces and they had to hide because this was a uh, it's too shocking for them. It's it's something so tough that they they couldn't even take seeing it. Oh, my God, Trump 2016 in chalk. What are we going to do? See, what we need is social justice colleges. And you know what should happen to these students? They shouldn't get hired. OK, if Trump 2016 is something that just shakes the mind so much that you can't even bear going to school, you have to go see. Uh, one of the counselors. How are you gonna? How are you gonna be in the job market? What we, what colleges are creating nowadays are sissies. I'm sorry. I know that pro word probably offends you liberals, but it's creating sissies. Okay. Social justice training. You know what social justice training is? Growing up and being able to respect people for what they are. Okay. We don't need social justice. What this is basically saying is. We, we have to learn how to treat uh, minorities. We have to learn how to treat uh, black people. We have to learn how to Listen, if you grew up in an uh, unbiased home without any sort of racism, that should already be taught, and that should already be instilled in your mind. So Oregon State University, what, I mean, what are you trying to do here? 
This training initiative is intended to provide all students entering Oregon State University an orientation to concepts of diversity, inclusion, and social justice, and in help empower all Oregon State University students to contribute to an inclusive university community. I don't know. I haven't heard anything crazy from Oregon State. All I've heard from, from these colleges right now is uh, we had the chalkening, and then we had some uh, fake racism issues. The Duke University stuff, a uh, girl claims she got raped, never happened. We've heard of, about uh, nooses being left on campus. Meanwhile, they were put there by black students to create awareness. So it never really happened, but it just created awareness. I mean, is this really where we're at in society today? What do, we're not teaching uh, students anything other than being social justice warriors. And I brought this up on uh, Ramblers Anonymous uh, a couple weeks ago. And it may be a crazy theory, but I really want to stick by it and hone in on the issue. I, I think eventually, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here. I'm going to start putting my, my tinfoil hat on. I think eventually America is going to be extinct. What we're teaching uh, American children are is to, to stay away uh, from females. Okay, there's, there's feminism, there's women that are feminists, and then there's the guys that are feminists. And it's so strange that uh, it's being perceived as white people are just the devil. Don't procreate just by dogs. You ever go to Williamsburg and just see what's going on? It's just people walking their dogs. If you walk around with a brand new puppy, it's like, oh, my God, that is the cutest dog ever. What's its name? What kind of dog is it? Uh, is it a mutt? You walk around with a kid, they don't even look at it. I know I'm going far-fetched and, and crazy off topic here, but it's just something that I keep thinking about. So you have uh, women that basically are taught to hate men and men that are taught to treat women as an equal. Don't open the door for them. You, you know, Don't pay for the bill. That's real respect. Okay, I don't want to sound like a like a rah-rah guy and everything, but where is the respect? That's the real respect for women. Okay, opening a door for a woman, picking up the heavy box, paying for the meal, buying her a cup of coffee. That's like offensive now. Seriously, that's like offensive now. You know, you always see those old uh, like 70s and 60s sitcoms where it's a girl on the train and she's wearing a nice dress and, and the train door is open and the guy walks out and he, he wishes he could just tell a girl how beautiful she is. Forget it. That would be harassment now. If a guy walked up to a woman on the train and just said, hey, I think you're really beautiful. I'd like to you know take you out. That would be harassment. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I guess Oregon State University. Social I need to go to one of these things. All right. So uh, I, I guess the last topic, I'm trying to keep these episodes uh, kind of to like a half hour and uh, and 40 minutes. Oh, by the way, uh, Ramblers Anonymous, uh, was the link was posted on Saturday. We have a SoundCloud page. Uh, the website will be going up soon. Uh, we're, we're just putting the finishing touches on it. I know I spoke to uh, I spoke about it last week and just said it would be up this week. Just uh, really trying to perfect the website and make it look good. I know we have uh, a lot of listeners on Rambles Anonymous who enjoyed the uh, 
the comedy aspect of uh, of the show. Uh, I'm gonna try. We're gonna try to shorten up the episodes a little bit. Want uh, we want you know everyone to hear it in one sitting. It's a uh, real fresh current events. So if uh, something goes on on a Saturday, we don't want you listening to it on Wednesday. We want some some new stuff for you. So I think uh, one of the most important topics right now is this North Carolina issue. Loretta Lynch, the attorney general, don't you have an email case you should be on right now? Something about uh, Hillary Clinton and a server. I don't know. But yet you're destroying North Carolina. Lynch had said during a press conference that the controversial bathroom law targeted transgender people who sought to engage in the most private of functions in a place of safety and security, a right taken for granted by most of us. All right, so I'm going to try to do a little something called use logic. Uh, This may be very, very difficult uh, for some people to comprehend and understand. If you're a real deal transvestite, Let's just say like Caitlyn Jenner, right? Let's just say Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, If you didn't know who she was, you would know she was like a real deal transvestite. Now, if she walked into a bathroom, let's just say you don't know who Caitlyn Jenner is. She walks into a bathroom as a woman. She walks into the woman's room. You're going to be fine with it, okay? You don't know what she looks like. But what we're trying to do here, and you can call it racist and sexist, but what the conservatives are trying to do here. And the people with logic are trying to keep men who put on a wig and walk into a woman's bathroom and rape and sexually assault and and, and prey on uh, children eight years old who go to bathrooms by themselves. Are we seriously, do we always have to take something to the next level? Is this what liberals want to do? They always have to take something to the next levels. Legit transvestites, okay? And I'm not saying because you're ugly and you don't look like a woman, even though you got all the you know, parts installed. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, if you're a, an actual transvestite and we can't tell the difference, what's the difference anyway? The woman's bathroom, number one, they don't even have urinals, so you can't even tell the difference. Okay, but what we're just trying to stop here is the obvious guy with a wig on, psychopath walking into the woman's bathroom, assaulting, taking up skirts. I, I mean, is that so difficult to comprehend? Now, Lynch is saying that uh, this country was founded on equal rights for all, which is, yes, it's 100% true. It's uh, completely understandable. But isn't it amazing how, you know, gay marriage, done, done deal. Everybody can get gay married. That's fine. Okay? That's what playing on an equal surface is. But don't take away the right from a bakery that doesn't want to bake a cake for gay people, okay? I'm okay with gay marriage. My next-door neighbors could be gay. I couldn't care less. But in retrospect, don't stop somebody from doing what they believe, okay? If a bakery doesn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding, they just don't want to do it. It's not what they believe. There is something also called religious freedom in this country, okay? So you got your same-sex marriage. That's fine. But we want to keep things on our side, too. It's so amazing that 
when you when you say like, oh, we have to expand on this right away. The Second Amendment, though, that gets shot down immediately. Gay rights for everybody, but no, the Second Amendment. No, we have to ban all guns, every single one of them. So this so-called bathroom law requires that people use the restroom corresponding to their birth gender. Jeez. That's madness. That is complete madness. But like I said, if it's an actual transvestite, let them do what they got to do. That's sort of what, what Donald Trump said, which is hysterical because they call him a uh, homophobe. Yet, I think he had a conversation with Caitlyn Jenner, and uh, Jenner said that Trump said, yeah, okay, go to Trump Tower and use the use the woman's room. I can care less. I saw something here that I wanted to comment on earlier. So more than $800 million in federally backed loans for the public universities are at risk if North Carolina refuses to comply with the federal government. So now we're on the level of extortion. Right now, the feds are on the level of extortion. $800 million in federally backed loans for public universities are at risk. This is extortion. This is do it or else. I mean, you want to talk about democracy in America. Aren't the states supposed to govern certain things like this? It's so funny. All these Bernie Sanders supporters are uh, a tide of our government. But yet what they don't realize is what they're voting for is more government. More government intrusion to everything. I guess we got to see where this goes. Uh, it doesn't seem like North Carolina is really backing down in any way. Uh, it'll be interesting, I guess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this show up. I'm trying to make them, like I said, half hour, forty minutes, something quick until I, until I can get a little rhythm here. I'm kind of new with this. Uh, it's very difficult to uh, to just talk to yourself for half hour. That's why I'm glad uh, glad David Ward came on the show. Uh, illegal immigration. Uh, for viewers now, I have the little number there at the bottom, uh, the open season podcast. I don't really have a phone screener, so I'm expecting a lot of prank phone calls. Uh, you can debate me on issues if you want to, uh, liberals are more than welcome to call in. So that's the number there. I'll have that, uh, that number basically live, uh, next week. Right now it's not really live. So, uh, that's open season for this week. Uh, Ramblers Anonymous will be up, uh, hopefully by Saturday or Sunday. I know we're recording this week. And uh, so long. Thanks for listening.